You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since we hosted our birthday parties at the bowling alley in the skating rink. Now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we ponder drinking from the roots of an old tree as we review Tuck Everlasting. But first, Eddie, how are you and the family doing after your little adventure? Yes, as uh, our 12 frequent listeners will know, we did not put out an episode last week because my family uh, decided to do a very crazy uh, adventure across Costa Rica. It's unlike the Ferguson's. So, Ferguson's middle name is not adventure. Right. We've got to do we've got to do something crazy. We've got to do something crazy. So we did um, we went out to the Caribbean coast. And spent a couple of nights out there. And then last Wednesday, we woke up super early and saw the sunrise over the Caribbean Ocean, drove eight hours on the other side of the country, and saw the sunset over the Pacific. And it was fun. It was adventurous. We loved both places. It was cool to be able to see the country. It was like a unique way of just getting to know Costa Rica a lot better. Um, but driving across the country with seven people in like a small SUV, you know, it, it had its trying moments. I think the, the classic moment is when you've got where I'm literally driving up the side of a, of a rainforest mountain. So it's like foggy. There's these massive trucks. It's rainy, foggy, rainy, and Ace is crying Ellie, who gets car sick, is like <laughs> holding it back. And like Sarah's leaning over backwards, like, don't throw up, don't throw up here, drink ginger ale, here, do this, do this. And it's like, those two are kind of like going, going, going. And we're like, okay, I think, I think we're going to make it. I think we're going to go, okay. And Lewis is like, <gasps> I got to go poop. I got to go poop. I got to go poop. So we literally had one had to go poop. One's about to puke at any moment. And one is just screaming because he's one and been stuck in a car all day. What else is he going to do? And we all just just busted out like crying, laughing because it was just the the insanity and craziness of the whole moment. It was just hysterical. But we made it. Were you worried at all that you weren't going to make it in time? Um, no, I knew we were going to make it in time. Mine was like, I wanted to get, we rented an Airbnb and like, I wanted to be able to get settled in and then go watch the sunset. Okay. So you had a couple, you had had some time to spare. We did. We made it with like two hours to spare. Okay. So it's not like, it's not like you're showing up as the sun is setting. Right. And it took eight hours because... We stopped along the way and like saw different little towns. Of course, um, of course. Like grocery store and like Costa Rica. This is like Costa Rica Route sixty six. Exactly. So we just we soaked it up. We we had a lot of fun with it. So yes, and we we made it back safe and sound and have tales to tell. Tales all the time. Our kids loved the ocean, and that was probably one of the funnest things because. 
especially on the Pacific side where they have like really, really low tides, we would go out during low tide and there would be like these little pools and the kids would be like all around and, and stuff and searching for seashells and hermit crabs and all that fun stuff. Sounds fun. <laughs> we're we're gonna be hitting, we're gonna we're convinced. gonna be hitting up the water here um for around Thanksgiving this year. So about to oh, be fun. there. In which 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 waters? Gulf Coast. Ooh. Very cool. Very pretty. I like the Gulf Coast. Well, enough talking about me and all of our crazy adventures. Uh there's some crazy adventures going on over at Disney. Had you heard all of this stuff prior to my uh texting you, or had you stayed oblivious to it? So it wasn't surprising that Disney is talking about um, freezing uh, new hires, hire freezes, and potential layoffs happening because all the major tech companies, which is basically what Disney everybody. has become. Yep. Right. Meta, Amazon, just about everybody right now is Apple. Apple. Apple even just did a hiring freeze. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, everybody's kind of going through it right now. This is all just the next wave of the results from COVID of the big high highs and hiring a ton of new people because you thought that was going to hold on. And now the whiplash effect from that. I think we're still kind of feeling it. And the specifically for Disney, it's the doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on Disney Plus, and it's still not profitable. So that's what a lot of the 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 sadness around Disney has been, uh, specifically with their earnings calls and just saying again that they are not hitting profitability yet they're hoping to in 2023 2024 um but so naturally they're starting to kind of pull back the reins on that and um, not only in the hiring but they're also seeing projects are now getting cut other companies like hbo have already cut a bunch of different things and there's been a slew of things come out but then you just sent me something about margot roby's project that is now getting cut it seems like it seems to be a casualty of some of this stuff yeah, she was supposed to do a uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, on the ride where you've got the redhead now that they've made the redheaded pirate in the auction scene yep. of Pirates of the Caribbean. They were going to do uh, Pirates of the Caribbean film possible series based off of that pirate carrot character with Margot Robbie uh, playing Robbie Margot Robbie playing the redheaded pirate um, and they've canned it. Did she give a lot of Which specifics thought, about it or it? I mean, a couple of years ago, like pre COVID, they had talked a lot about this, that like the scripts was in development. It seemed like this was a sure deal because I mean, let's be honest, they want to milk the pirates of the Caribbean cash cow as much as they possibly so can. So it's like a little milk under there. <laughs> I think <laughs> Somewhere. It, and and I was excited for this one. Like I've like okay, that's an interesting way to keep the franchise going, you know, Johnny Depp's out, so there's no way you're you're going to get a Jack Sparrow again. And okay, this could be a really creative way to kind of keep that whole style of a film going. Um so I was really sad when I saw that they were canceling all of that is this a sign of like overall like streaming is not the golden egg that everybody thought it, it was going to be are we going to see like a new calibration of the market well we've seen a couple phases already we've seen 
Netflix coming on the scene and basically showing to the world, initially with House of Cards, like we can make great content ourselves. We don't need everybody else. And that kind of like set everything else on fire. Like, oh, this isn't just a niche thing. This is actually going Mm -hmm. to be something that you can make Oscar worthy, whatever Emmy worthy content. And then from there, it was just, okay, who's going to be next? And we just started seeing all of these individual streamers pop up on their own. That was kind of the next wave of HBO Max and Paramount Plus, and Hulu was already a, a big player in there. Um, right. But all of the individual companies had to create their own thing. Then we moved into this the new phase of mergers, where we've already seen yeah. NBC, Universal, and um, HBO Max, or is it HBO Max? Yes, have come together now. Uh, oh, HBO Max and Universal are coming yeah, so there Because so I know like Warner- HBO Max and Discovery are coming Discovery, together. Discovery, yes. So that happened, sorry, okay. yes, that's what I meant. Discovery, get all of the ones. There's just too many. We've seen so a lot many. of merging and contracting happening. Um, that's where we've been. And now we're getting into the side where it's been several years 2018, 2019, 2020, a lot of these new streaming platforms came on and now all of their investors are like, when are we going to start? When is it going to make us money? That's kind of where we've been. And so it's just the natural next progression of it. I don't know. I, it seems like most of the big studios and Hollywood people from, from my understanding, just reading or researching is they're all kind of like, and maybe we should just go back to doing movies because those made us a lot more money. But it doesn't yeah. seem like that middle ground of movies that are in the 20 million, 30 million that would then go on to make somebody 100, 200 million doesn't seem like it's there. It seems like they're just doubling down on franchises. So I right. don't know that we can go back to that level of making um, uh, things like uh, Goodwill Hunting and other things that cost a good bit of money to make. But aren't for everybody so i'm 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 interested to see what the next version of this which i hope is not just raising prices (laughs) which is inevitable well i think then well we already know what the next phase is and it starts next month uh uh both netflix and disney plus are coming out with advertisement uh levels Mm -hmm. and so yeah, and it was really funny. Uh, Bob Paycheck went out and said, <laughs> how did he phrase this? It was hysterical. It was, oh, I think our customers are really going to enjoy this because now they're, if you couldn't afford Disney Plus before, there will be an even more affordable option. It's like, eh. I, I, it's just, yeah, that didn't sit well with Bob me. Bob Paycheck. So, love yeah. him. God love him. So they're coming out with one Netflix is releasing. I think that's what you're going to start seeing is they're going to start leveraging advertising on all of these, which is super annoying. I'll say so we were on our our trip and one of the houses had cable. And so we were watching Disney Junior with um, with our kids. And I'll tell you. It had been a really long time since I had watched cable TV, like <laughs> a long time. I don't want advertising as as a parent because every commercial break what is what is my kids what are they doing (gasps) i want that oh that's my favorite i want that i want that i want that so i thought you were gonna say they were saying skip dead skip (laughs) no 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 
Well, what ours were doing was going, no, we don't want to watch this. Can you turn on Bluey? And we're like, well, it doesn't work like that. We're stuck with whatever they put on this at this time. That was the thing that they, yeah, they couldn't figure that one out. Um, I think, I think our kids so that's gotten, the next stage. I think our kids have gotten used to it because we watch so much football on Sundays where they're like, oh, no, um, we, they're used to watching the commercials and stuff like that. Although so, there is the level of like, Oh, what kind of con? What kind of? They always put like the worst trailers, especially around Halloween time. It's like the scariest trailers yes! and stuff. I'm like, yes! my kids are right here watching with me. I, Why I don't. Why are you doing this? Yeah. So speaking of football, uh, the specific uh, link that I sent you about the Disney hiring freeze cuts. I mean, Disney had one of its worst quarters ever this last quarter. And uh, the article I sent you was with Kramer, the um, uh, the business analyst on CNBC. He said he goes, listen, if this program was on ESPN, which Disney owns, and we were talking about a football team who had the record that he has as a CEO, as a coach, as an analyst on ESPN, you know what I would be doing right now? I'd be calling for the firing of him as the head coach. We'd we'd all be saying, sack the head coach. You need somebody else new in there. I love the way that he put that, because then he can go back and say, I didn't say that he should be fired. I'm saying that if we were on ESPN and this was and it was a whole hypothetical it's the sure, way he sure. can get out of it, but at the same time, his company can run that headline. Kramer says he should be right. fired. Right. That's genius. But it is it is curious um, to see. It is curious to see what will what will shake down and happen. All this because at the end of the day, Disney needs to make money, and uh, he is all over the place with strategy. So uh, I I'd be okay with Bob paycheck. Getting getting the sack and somebody else don't we all a spin at the wheel won't we all let's get let's get our normal Disney back. Speaking of having our normal Disney, our good our good Disney, mm. where they treat us they treat us good they treat us like we want to be treated. Can we tease? I know we've got two more episodes left before we're going to do a dedicated talk about this. And of course, if you haven't figured this out yet, we're talking of Andor. Yes. We're so close to the end, Eddie. We're so close to the end of it. How good is this? It's hard to talk about it without any spoilers. And I I almost can't. I want to, I just want to mention that a news came out today that they're going to show the first two episodes on a bunch of different channels, including ABC. They're going to do a live, like they're going to put it out there like a show, like they would, like ABC would a normal show the first two episodes has this happened with any other streaming show where like the reverse the reverse is happening where it is a streaming show that then goes out to i mean what do you call that like legacy networks or no that's that's good it's going to be on abc fx freeform and hulu all properties that disney owns disney owns uh, later this month, uh, kind of around the Thanksgiving time. So the 23rd, 24th and 25th, it's all going to be available there. The first two episodes. And I don't, I'm torn between, wow, this is a big announcement of them putting this out there on a major network. Uh, sure. but there's also part of me that goes, 
man, are they really hurting to try to make a splash with this? Like, have they just not? I know that we hardcore fans love and adore this show. I don't know of anybody who doesn't love, love, love this show unless they've only watched like the first two episodes. It is Eddie to you just a signal. This is an amazing thing that they have the it's so good that they have to put it out there. Or are you like, man, they're really hurting for this thing to actually grab on and make be a cultural thing. So they are forced to have to try something new to get an audience for this. I, I'm going to combine the the previous news story with this in that they're hurting for money. They know they've got something good and a true and tried franchise. So let's let's work this for all it's worth. It's kind of like this. Disney now tries to sell the parks twice in a day, right? You can go as a day guest and then, oh, you can buy a hard pass and go to Oogie Boogie's Halloween Bash or to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Like, that's genius, right? They're selling the same thing twice, the, the park. That's what they're doing with this. They're trying to sell the same thing twice. Um, and it also makes you wonder like, okay, I would be curious, what are the Disney plus ads that are going to be shown during ABC or on Freeform or or whatever other platforms? Yeah. To like try and draw you into Disney plus they're trying to build, you know, a subscriber base back to the Disney junior on cable. Every commercial break had a plug for Disney plus. Every single commercial break. So it's like, yeah, great. We love that you're watching this on on your cable provider or whatever. But where we really want you to watch this is on our amazing streaming service. And if you're a cable provider, how excited you are you that people use your network to promote their network? <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like, come to but us and you'll see. They're in that game. They're in that game too, right? Who's the... I mean, you've got AT&T, which is Warner Brothers. Yep. Warner Brothers. So they've got their streaming service. You've got Comcast, which is universal Comcast. They've got their streaming service. So those are your two biggest cable uh, providers realizing, yeah, this isn't going to be the long game. So they've they've probably are are doing the same thing on their stuff. You're right. The funny world we live in. I. I can't tell you how the moment we turned on Disney Plus for the first time, we're like, this is what we've always needed, right? We've always wanted this. Like we were doing it by buying the movies individually here and there, but now this is what it should be like. It's just at my fingertips, all the movies I grew up with. Like that's how this this podcast is even possible, Eddie. Right. And when they take things off, you see the power that they have when they like, like when they took Avatar off, so that they could release it into theaters. They took Rogue One off so that they could release it into theaters. Like, ooh, that's a little scary too. Did they? I thought you could still watch watch them. No, no. They took both off, at least during the opening weekend. Oh, that, that weekend? Those okay, I can theaters. see that. I guess yeah, I didn't try it, watching it. It was, like, it was like a seven-day period or so that they took it down it's like oh okay i see game i see the game you're playing here so andor um so tony gilroy the direct the showrunner um creator of andor who also did rogue one he just came out and did a interview with variety magazine i think it's his first his first big 
sit-down interview because he's been so hard at work on Andor, and they're getting ready to start shooting the next the next season, which will come out in a couple of years. Um, he came out and did a sit-down interview that was really, really good, gave a lot of the backstory. A couple of nuggets that I really loved in this interview was uh, one of which was the fact one of the ways that he was sourcing his material from of like the the real nitty gritty stuff like the the um the people or the characters or the objects that you just have never um only the hardest core fans like even harder core than i am about it would understand and know is one of his sources was um one of the higher ups at uh in star wars um in in uh oh, why can't i remember the name uh Lucasfilm in Lucasfilm. But second one he used was uh Wikipedia, which Eddie, are you a fan of Wikipedia? Do you follow them on Twitter and stuff? Not as much as I should, but I am familiar. It's great. It's like what it sounds. It's Wikipedia, but for Star Wars and everybody's sourcing it. Every time there's a new episode of Andor, they pop up. Here's the new stuff we've added to Wikipedia. And then the third is their costume and design department. Their team, he said, he'll just show up on set and they'll randomly put something out there that he didn't even realize. And then he'll go up online later on and find out that, oh, the prop people put a headdress from the prequels on there that like somebody else wore and, and stuff like that, the only the hardest score. So I love the synergy of that, of just like um, them going deeper and deeper and deeper into the Star Wars lore. Um, but then one of the last things that I absolutely loved, and you'll only know this if you've actually watched the show, but the fact that they started off season two and all of the cast and crew had a, had shirt matching shirts that said one way out. One way. I was like, I'm, I'm in, I want, I need that shirt. That's like a collect, that's a collector's item. I want that shirt so bad. Uh, Also the, the rhythm uh, yeah, I'm I'm so tempted to like go into a full andor review here and I've gotta, gotta I've gotta refrain. Gotta hold it off. Um but I was I was watching some interviews with Andy Circus. He's kind of sharing kind of similar things on just love for the show and just the deep cuts and everything. Um yeah, I'm just gonna stop talking because I wanna dive into a full, full review here. Um if you haven't watched Andor what are you it doing is worth with your it. Life? You need to watch the show. And I will particularly say episode 10 is probably some of the best Star Wars content ever created. Is that fair? Yes. I'm and di- I think I'm that'll tease it that enough. We can't say anything else. Episode we, we, 10, we will spoil it. We will spoil probably it. Probably some of the best Star Wars content ever created. If that's not enough tease for you to stop what you're doing right now, wait, no, don't do that. <laughs> please continue Finish to the episode to us. and rate us online give us Finish a five-star the episode review. give us a five-star review and then go watch andor and because in two weeks we are going to have a massive not even two weeks we could do this we could do like a breaking episode if we wanted to but probably in two weeks we're gonna have a full review of andor for you yeah we might need uh we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it finally right before we go uh Neither of I, neither of us have have gone yet to see Wakanda Forever. I was supposed to go, but our heater broke. Had some other things we had to worry about. You were on a world trekking uh, adventure, Eddie. Um, have I have not heard anything about it yet about Wakanda? Forever. I have done. I have done my best 
like anytime I see like a news article or or anything, a post about it, like I scroll past it really quickly because I'm trying to not hear anything. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's getting good reviews or bad reviews. I do know that it did really well at the box office. I don't know anything um, about that. Don't tell me. Don't say anything, Eddie. Um, but that was kind of, I'm all, you know, what Marvel big tentpole Marvel thing doesn't do amazing at the box office right now. So, um, so maybe next week we will do a review of that. We'll have yep. that on there. That'll next be a week. fun episode. Wakanda forever and the Santa Claus too. Those Ooh. go together, right? G- opening up the, the holiday spirit, Eddie, right in time for a day, <laughs> the day before Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. I love it. People can I listen it. to it after they've, uh, loaded up on all their turkey and tryptophan and yeah but that's it that's all our disney news because we are here for what the reason we are really here which is to continue finishing up we're getting so close eddie uh to finishing up our childhood memories of disney films from 2000 from 1988 to 2005 and today is a second to last film in this year i believe we got yeah. this one and then one more next week to finish off the year of 2002. I had to look it up real quick because I forgot what year we were in. Uh, but so, yes. So today we are going to uh, talk through uh, Tuck Everlasting. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay. So the IMDb description for Tuck Everlasting is this. A young woman meets and falls in love with a young man who is part of a family of immortals? Why'd you make it a question at the end? Because it is a question of what... Are they? Are they? Are they not? It didn't seem like something that should be just like solid set in stone. Like it should it should raise a question in your mind. Ooh, immortals? Anyways, moving on. Eddie, did you watch this when it actually came out? Did you and... uh? Did you and your sister go see this together in theaters by chance? Martha, why did you, you why do you ask specifically if I went and saw this with my sister? This just seems like something that you, you would go with your like sister. You would go with your sister to watch it. Or something that I would watch at home with my sister potentially. Like I don't it, know. I could see that. Martha and I would go to the movies and see stuff like signs. Um, <laughs> not this. Not that not. Or had a romance. I don't know if I, she's going to hate that I tell this story, but my parents were out of town. She, she av- av- the, avid listener. Is she an avid listener? No, but my uh, my niece and nephews are, so they'll love this story. Okay. Um, uh, we were seniors in high school, and she had come home from college, and my parents were out of town, and it was the night before I went to take the ACT test, and she was like, "Let's go to the movies." <laughs> And so we went to the movies and we saw Mean Girls the night before. I took, and halfway through the movie, she's like, I'm so sorry. This probably is an appropriate movie to take your teenage brother to go see. And I'm like, this is hysterical. Yeah, there's some awkward moments. Um, no, I had never seen this movie before today. Taught today. Somehow, fresh on your mind. Fresh, fresh in fresh your mind. Fresh on my mind. Um, it, uh, yeah, somehow it eluded me. I'd always known the story, but more, I remember more of people reading the book than hmm. of people seeing the movie. Um, 
I would have to, we need to call up Megan and see if Megan, I, I could swear Megan oh. or Sterling or somebody at our, at our high school and our group had, had read this, but that's what strikes more of a memory is I remember people having that book. Never saw but it. But I didn't even read the book either. Did no, you read the book? Me, this was not, no. this was not my type of book. I never read it, never <laughs> saw it. I, it screams that time period the early 2000s this feels like the oh for sure i mean the notebook had to have come out sometime around here as well i don't know why it Mm -hmm. feels very much in that in that realm of style and stuff like that so what'd you think were you excited did you love it the notebook came out two years later so that you're not too far someone saw this and said you know what we could do we could do the same thing novelized nicholas sparks Maybe Nicholas Sparks uh, saw this movie and went and decided, I'm going to write a book that could become a movie. That's ex- I'm, I'm sure this is how that came from. Um, first of all, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy this movie. Like the first half, I was a little more just kind of like casually watching, maybe skipped a few parts here or there. Uh, and then towards the end, like it like pulled me in and I like just just gave it my full attention and watched it. You were... Talking earlier when we were going through the news about these movies that are like lower budget, just kind of simpler stories. Um, And I felt like this was this was like that. Like, okay, this was made on a budget of 15 million. It made 19 and a half million at the box office. So return on investment a little bit more. So nothing like crazy here. And I I feel like the movie reflects that. Like it is a very... Um, simple story, even though we're talking about immortality and people who live forever, like you don't get these, you know, Wolverine flashbacks to him fighting in World War One or anything like that. And, and so it keeps it very kind of, of simple and um, lovely and pleasant. Um, I felt like this was some some I, I enjoyed the soundtrack. I enjoyed the setting. I, you know. Maybe that's just my love of mountains and the Appalachia yeah. area. Um, some incredible actors. Like you got Ben Kingsley and William, William Hurt, Hurt in yep. this. Like Sissy Spacek. Those are these are these are some yeah, Sissy Spacek. Um, these are some decent, not decent, these are like high caliber um actors that you got for this. And film. even and even Alexis Bladell, she would then go on to um do the famous show. Yeah. Um, that she was in for many, Gossip many, Girl. Gossip, no, uh, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Yes, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So this is this is an interesting film. I like, and I think this is what we've. These are the types of films that we're missing in the current system that we're in with just these big franchise. Like, unless the movie blows your mind, they're not going to make it. And and this, yeah, this movie didn't blow my mind. It's a very straightforward, kind of simple telling of a story. Um, I'm probably not going to give it like some huge high rating. It's not going to end up being like my favorite movie of all time. But it was very peaceful and an enjoyable story. A good, you know, like I just like just just tell me a, a good, simple story. It's like a tale around a campfire. Um, I don't know. Does that make any sense or am I just yep. kind of pontificating and rambling? The uh the thing that I wasn't expecting was uh how deep and philosophical it got about death 
and yeah. how it really made death something to that is very vital, not just a something to be avoided at all costs, um, which a lot of people do. I know I do. Um, you avoid death at all costs. I cost. avoid death at all costs. Just whenever I see it coming down the street, I'm just like, nope, you turn, get out of there. Not today. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Uh, no, but the, just this whole idea of like, you want to avoid it and prolong your life as long as possible. And this family is almost like sad that they no longer have the choice for death to mm-hmm. to experience death. And, and the father is just like, William Hurt is talking this girl out of it the entire time that he can to keep her from making that choice, which is so mm-hmm. interesting. And I think they did a good job of, because the whole time you're like, why Why is this older brother the way that he is? Why is he doing the things that he's doing where he's like n- trying to keep his own brother from it? And you, then they give that backstory of his own wife um, who goes basically goes insane. Um, from this from the experience of 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 talking of being with them and then finding out oh you're an immortal mm-hmm. moral person and denies it and runs away um takes the family with her like that tragic event would also it it felt like okay there's some real something pushing this family along of why I got there it's not just like living its own life because they want to um they're afraid um but we got to talk about Ben Kingsley he is just kind of crazy in this film. He's a crazy, weird stalker dude. I would, yeah, I would say creepy. Super creep. He is magnificent at playing these characters who are not just off center, but like a good 25 degrees off of center. <laughs> not one or two. 25. Right? I, li- I like, like how you put what- that. But like one or two, you're like, okay, I'm not like totally creeped out or annoyed by you. A hundred degrees off of center, you're like, I can't even stand to be around you. But like a good 25, you're like, this is creepy. I don't like you, but I'm intrigued. Show me more. <laughs> Keep talking. I can't like, not look at you right now. And, and if if this character is, I don't know, 25 degrees to the right, Kevin is 25 degrees to the other direction, right? And that is character from from um, from the Marvel movies. Oh my gosh, Kevin. No, 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 Trevor, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor, thank Trevor you, thank you, thank you. Sorry, sorry, from, Trevor. Oh my. And that the man, they brought the him back for, for uh, Shang-Chi was just was l- elevated that movie to a whole nother, nother level that it wasn't going to hit. That's a great uh, pull, yeah. f- pull from the resources, Eddie. I love, I love that. You see what I'm saying, though? Like, because that's another character that's like just tilted, and you're going, if this was any, if, if he didn't hit that character just right, like he did, I don't know if I could hang in there and and watch him. But it's just enough crazy that I'm intrigued and I want as much as you could possibly give me. Every interaction he has with 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 her is so unnerving just sitting him he's just so like straight away just like talking very eloquently but also just mm-hmm. like bro you i would not let you within five feet of i wouldn't let you within 50 feet of my daughter you're so you're mm-hmm. so i don't know what it is about his the way he's talking and stuff that like he just knows what's going on but 
just like really unnerving. The fact that she's talked to them as long as she does, I'm just like, girl, get away from her. And the mom gets it mm-hmm. immediately. She's like, no, get away from this dude. He is a creep. Um, the way that he's just so fascinated with them. Um, they don't really give a lot of example. You don't really see him, see how he does his tracking to like get a sense of like why he's so good at it. He just shows up and he's like, this guy was with us for a long time. So I think this story could have done a lot better job of like, maybe he was using some interesting and different tactics to kind of figure out where they were at and stuff. And all he had really to go on was like his, the story, the story that his from his grand, mom his, or his mom or grandmother had told him. So I feel like yeah. that could have been fleshed out a lot more, but when, sorry, spoilers all around when he gets killed was not yeah. ready for that. Was Me not either. ready for that. I thought she would just like knock him out or whatever. I was like, Oh no, you, you straight up you destroyed like, him. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, that happened. That's done. And so this is this is my this is my uh, sticking point with this movie. He was holding a gun to a to to a, to a, to a girl. The mom hit him to release the the, the innocent young girl. That <laughs> yes, should not yes. be put in jail. That should be yeah. celebrated. It's like how did we miss this thing where nobody said he was holding a gun to her head and holding her captive? And this woman right. set him, set her free. That's not something to put someone in jail over. Did I miss something or what? Like not self-defense, well, but it's something, something else. It's like, you should be able to. Well, and then Winnie, Winnie's sitting there with her dad and the sheriff or whatever, and is like not telling that side of the story. Like I, I, I understand like keeping the whole immortality thing a secret, but like that, that that's not something to keep to yourself, girl. Come on, speak up. Even if Help. she can't talk why speak she was your there, truth. speak your truth. That that piece of it, I was like, it was unnerving me so much. I was like, come yeah. on, somebody say there yeah. was a f- crazy man with a gun to my head and this woman like freed me by hitting him over the head. Yes, it killed him, but it also saved this girl's life. I don't understand why p- someone couldn't just say that plainly and clearly instead of, oh, now they got to get locked up and now we got to do this whole like, wild wild west uh scene standoff whatever thingy it was annoying my my rub one i can't stand like teenage puppy love crap (laughs) which is this entire movie (laughs) it's it is the majority of this movie like the first half like i'm just like floating in the pool together uh Dancing around the campfire. Oh, the tribal dance these, in the woods. The, oh my gosh. No. What what is going on? I can't I can't do this. Please stop. Please stop. Please Eddie, stop. Eddie. And, how am I going to take also, Eddie? How am I gonna take you home when I can't move my feet from this spot? No, no. I'm also like lost in it going, dude, she's 16, 17. Let's say 16. He's 80. Why is this not creepy to anybody else? Why are we making a movie about a guy creeping an underage girl? Like, he's 80. And and doesn't he know better? Like, if by the time you're 80, it's like, hadn't you kind of like had the the whole puppy love thing? So here, is this like worked here, out of Eddie, you or not? Well, one, it seems like they don't talk to anybody. So he's never had that this is uh, true. relationship. At the same time, would physically he's the same thing like would he still be like hormonal 
teenager this entire uh, like for his entire freaking life like constant puberty oh I crap what an awful period to get <laughs> stuck in it's like drink drink the water at 11 or wait until you're like 26 oh, when your gosh, brain yeah, has that's finally like, finally fully down. developed and stuff oh well and, and that's the other piece in this okay let's do some sleuthing they were together in the woods for two days, three days. It seemed like a lifetime. <laughs> it seemed like years. <laughs> but in all honesty, it's like two to three days. It's days. I think it's days, not like weeks or months. Yeah. So we'll say we'll be generous. We'll say three to four days. Right. Yeah. And that was so amazing and impactful that you're going to like still be in love with her and like dreaming of her waiting for her like a century later or whatever riding up on your motorcycle like you're gonna go find her her tomb in the the woods plus what did she do like did she have herself buried in the spring at the base of the tree Hmm. like ain't nobody drinking from that well now human remains it contaminated contaminated it you see what I'm saying like really come on buddy maybe come on. so maybe that was her way to stop the well like she nobody like it was sealed it. Sure. so nobody else sure. could could have it i i was a little sad that he came back and she was gone now granted maybe he was just visiting his annual trip there it just seems like they took a really long time to come back if that was his very first time to come back like he would he would know well Maybe he would hope of hope that she would have drank from the well, but so a long time to wait. Yeah, and why that time period? Like, I'm assuming he came back in like 2002, or it was yeah. at least after 1999. So it's like maybe he was like, Whew, "The world survived Y2K. I need to go see where Winnie is." <laughs> I mean, that's what we were all all thinking. It was I either need to get a ton of macaroni and cheese, or I need to go see Winnie. And if whichever one <laughs> happens. I'm ready. Winnie, I got a ton of extra mac and cheese. Oh, you're dead. You can't eat this with me. Oops. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, this is what's so funny about this is, uh, yeah, we get to the second half of this. Like, as soon as we get, like, over the hill of all the puppy love, I, it is an intriguing story. It, I, I, I appreciate the premise, uh, and I enjoyed the overall execution of it. Like, like I said, great. Great cinematography, incredible acting, even a good soundtrack. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it is a I, I don't know if it's a story written for the two of us. We are not the target audience. Had your wife seen this? Did she know of I this? I don't know that she had because she didn't. When I told her what we were watching because she didn't watch it with me. I, this is a second screener. This was like on my second screen while I'm doing oh, okay. regular like Sarah, data work. Sarah had read the book but never seen the movie. So that was and that sounds like a Sarah thing to say. Yeah, right. The book was way better than the movie. <laughs> I wonder. Now I'm intrigued. And you could kind of see this, right? I'll tell you another thing that annoyed me. The narrator. I don't like ambiguous narrators. A southern 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 narrator. Who is this person? Like an ambiguous narrator works when you're reading a book. It doesn't work 
in a movie. Like, like the whole time in a movie, be, you're going, you want them to be attached who to is it this? somehow. Who, who is this in the story? Like I, I was waiting. I'm like, okay, maybe this is one of like Winnie's granddaughters that she told the story to or something like I wanted, I wanted something like that. I wanted a little bit of a, of an extra level to this, but I, I didn't get it. So I was sad. I was disappointed. Any final words on Tuck Everlasting? I don't think so. I think, uh, I think I've, I've, I've said my piece. I did love this line. One thing was true for Winnie Foster. The summer heat was not nearly as stifling as the formality of her life. I went back and re-listened and watched it again just so I could write down that quote. This is a good quote. Just that, the, the, this movie had so many levels of like v- trying to be very, very deep and philosophical and like mm-hmm. heart a lot of try it was a lot of try hard in this film a lot of try hard that's a good way of putting that did you know they made this into a musical in 2016 why i don't know that was when we first hopped on the call i was like hold on i just saw something i need to like figure out is that i'd seen yeah that this was um now, in the musical, it says Tree Gap is in New Hampshire. Changed that movie. That movie was obviously set in Appalachia, like some good old Smoky Mountains. But yeah, that would be interesting. How do you turn that into a musical? I don't know if I'm intrigued enough to find out. No, I'm not. Which is why. That is a, a which, stone better left unturned. Yep. And that stone is leaving it unturned. It's exactly why I'm going to give this movie. Oh, I, I, I felt confident about it. And as I was about to say the words now, it's just like, just say it. Just say it. it. I'm going to go with the two. That was my number t- as well. I I'm giving it a two one. Cause I don't really plan on watching this again, Agreed. but it, it had moments mostly yes. because of the, the, the caliber of its top line actors. Yeah. Ben Kingsley on screen, immensely watchable, draws you in every word. William Hurt, that was great. Loved Sissy Spacek and, and the, the, the heart she brought for her character. Could care less about the other kids, <laughs> honestly, which is what this movie is mostly about. Don't really care about any of them, but man, like just... And it's an intriguing premise. It's an intriguing premise. I think if you didn't have... An an, an outcome of like telling them do not drink this water because it's not going... Like you're going to regret it. There's just an interesting thought experiment. If this didn't have as heavy an emphasis on like the um, um, prohibited young love... Uh, if that wasn't as strong of a theme, maybe this would have been a little bit better. Which I is, don't know. Which is what its entire marketing thing was probably. <laughs> which probably yeah. young love, love lovers torn, like being held apart, the dog searching for the daughter and stuff like that. I'm sure was all in there. So we're both going but with this two. This is a, a solid two solid across two. the board. But I think we need more twos in our life, right? Like we need. <laughs> Not everything can be a five. Not everything. Do you see what be, I'm saying here? A, we need some doubles. We can't get home runs every time. It's just it's a, it, yes. it's too much to expect 
of Hollywood. I've talked to you about this. I, I need to find this. I've watched this really great video, like one of the great successes, this great video on YouTube that is explaining one of the great successes of the Michael Eisner era is that he was willing to make bets on singles and doubles. He didn't always go for the home run. And when you make a bet on a single or a double, that's when you find even surprise home runs that you didn't realize. That's why, like, so much of this list that we have been going through from 88 to, to now and on has been filled with just some of these. Oh, Man of the house. that's an interesting start. Man of the house would be what is less than a single? That would be like a bunt, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> but you think like Mighty Ducks that started out as the like a single or a double idea, the first one, and, and then grew, it, and then it became and then it game grew. changers. I had someone right? tell me in real life they are still emotionally invested in game changers, and they're watching it as a family. They're loving it. They're loving it, and I'm just like, good for you. So we watched the first season, and I really enjoyed the first. And season. we did we did a no whole interest. episode about it, recapping it. We yeah, did, we a, did. That was a lot. I have no interest. I have no interest to watch season two. It doesn't. You got re- rid of Emilio Estevez. I'm done. I'm out. So that that's what this is. So Tuck Everlasting. Uh, it's over. I, I could go. F- <laughs> it's over. It's a two. But I could go for more twos. I'm I'm happy to have watched it. I, like you said, though, I don't see myself watching it again. If you want you if you want to get a lot more twos, just check out most of what they're putting out on Netflix now. All the movies that are coming out there are mostly twos. So there you go. And with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast. And while you're there, please give us a five-star review or go ahead, share it with your best friend. Eddie would share it with me, that's for sure. You can also mm-hmm. check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list as we go through all the Disney movies that came out in theaters from 1988 to 2005, including next week when we get in the holiday spirit right in time mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving with Santa Claus 2. Here we go. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't be afraid of death. Be afraid of the unlived life. <laughs>